Good morning, Chair Hegeman, Ranking Member Ledger-Fernandez, and members of the subcommittee. I appreciate this opportunity to testify today. My name is Laura Platero, and I'm a citizen of the Navajo Nation and serve as Executive Director of the Northwest Portland Area Indian Health Board. The Northwest Portland Area Indian Health Board is a tribal organization under the Indian Self-Determination Education Assistance Act, also known as ISDIA, serving the 43 federally recognized tribes of Idaho, Oregon, and Washington. We also operate the Northwest Tribal Epidemiology Center, one of 12 across Indian country, which are public health authorities under the Indian Healthcare Improvement Act. Epicenters collect and protect tribal data, evaluate health outcomes of programs, and assist with public health response, among many other core functions. In the Northwest, American Indians and Alaska Native people face significant health disparities compared to other populations. Like all under-resourced communities, they are vulnerable to chronic diseases such as heart disease, diabetes, substance misuse, and overdose, and experience higher numbers of unintentional injuries and violence. Fentanyl overdoses are currently a serious concern in many Northwest tribal communities. This is why we are organizing a national tribal opioid summit later this year. These significant health disparities in large part are due to historical and ongoing funding shortfalls. In this regard, this committee inherits the legacy of the federal government not fulfilling trust and treaty obligations to tribal nations. Tribal nations were promised healthcare for their people. It must be high quality and comprehensive care to ensure that our future generations are healthy and thriving. More improvements today will also result in reduced disparities and costs down the road. Honoring the promises to tribal nations must be at the forefront of this subcommittee. Despite gaps in healthcare and limited funding, tribal communities have been innovative in addressing their community health needs. This would not be possible without ISDIA contracts and compacts. These contracts and compacts have upheld tribal sovereignty and given tribes the resources to control and develop innovative health programs that meet the needs of their community in a culturally responsive way. These programs also maximize dollars. By reducing IHS administrative costs to run the program at the local and area level, more dollars are allocated to tribal health programs. This allows programs to increase services and providers and increase access to care. While American Indian and Alaska Native people were disproportionately impacted by COVID-19 due to underlying health disparities and the lack of infrastructure in many communities, tribal innovation and response to COVID prevailed. When tribes are given the resources and control of those resources, they know how to respond to meet the needs of their community. Many tribes received funds in their ISDIA contracts and compacts and were able to quickly roll out COVID-19 vaccinations to not only their own community members, but their surrounding non-native communities. They also had the flexibility to rapidly stand up community testing sites, vaccination sites, conduct case investigations, and provide treatments for COVID-19. COVID-19 clearly shows us that self-determination and self-governance works. We request that this subcommittee support expansion of ISDIA compacts and contracts across HHS and its agencies. For ISDIA tribal health programs, contract support costs and 105L leases are critical to support operation of these programs. Our Northwest tribes request that contract support costs and 105L lease funds be provided through mandatory appropriations. We also ask this subcommittee to swiftly enact HR 409, the IHS Contract Cost Support Cost Amendment Act to protect contract support cost payments. Another important ask of Northwest tribes is related to workforce. 
Given the remote location of many tribal communities, IHS and tribal health programs find it hard to recruit and retain providers. Fortunately, tribal health programs, through their ISDIA contracts and compacts, have found ways to address staffing needs. For example, to address behavioral health provider needs, programs have been able to contract with psychiatrists to provide telepsychiatry services. Telehealth flexibilities have allowed tribal health providers to expand their services and reduce no-show rates. We need telehealth to remain permanent. Another innovative way tribes are addressing staffing needs is through the Community Health Aid Program. This program is creating mid-level providers across tribal health programs for dental, behavioral health, and, medi and medical services. Northwest tribes have been very resourceful in standing up three education programs and a CHAP certification board with minimal IHS funds. We now need additional funding to maintain and grow this program in the Northwest. We have also included a number of Medicaid and Medicare legislative initiatives um, that this subcommittee should consider in our written testimony to expand health services and staffing in the Northwest. I thank the committee for this opportunity to testify. We invite you to uh, attend our opioid summit in August, August 22nd and 24th in Tulalip, Washington. I thank the witness for her testimony. And the chair now recognizes Ms. Maureen Rosette for five minutes. <laughs> 